combined bourbon, mint, and sugar, and then stir in the most famous horse race in the world. And you have a tradition that goes back years and our first cocktail to be given its very own episode. I'm Susan Schwartz, your drinking companion, and this is Lush Life Podcast. Every week we are inspired to live life one cocktail at a time. Sponsored by Kentucky Tourism, our episode today is all about the mint julep and how it found its way to being the official cocktail of the Kentucky Derby. I'm joined by Stacy Yates, the Vice President of Marketing and Communication for the City of Louisville, the home of the Kentucky Derby and a city I love. Have you ever been to Kentucky? It's best known for its famous bourbon and legendary horse country. But the bluegrass state offers so much more, including a world of outdoor adventure, an explosive culinary scene, fascinating cultural heritage sites, and a vibrant arts and music scene. Did you know it has the longest known cave system in the world? Pristine lakes, an attraction such as the Muhammad Ali Center, African American Heritage Trails, and the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum. I loved it, and I know that Kentucky invites you to come visit, listen, and explore. You can discover the Bluegrass State by visiting www.kentuckytourism.com. The Derby is the first Saturday in May, so you have plenty of time to practice making mint juleps before the big day. Here is Stacy to teach us how it's done the Kentucky way. I'm so excited to have you on the show, but I feel like I should be wearing a hat because we're going to be talking about the Kentucky Derby and the mint julep and how they fit in together. So please introduce yourself and then let's get right into the mint julep. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to be with you. This is probably two of my favorite topics. And, and that'll become evident, I think, throughout our conversation. My name is Stacey Yates, and I am the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for a company called Louisville Tourism, which is our tourism marketing agency here for the city of Louisville, otherwise known as the Derby City or the Bourbon City. So we've been doing this for quite a while, but previously to this, my job was at the Kentucky Derby Festival. So I know my way a little bit around the actual Kentucky Derby. And of course, its most famous drink, the mint julep. Great. Now, I think we have to start with a little bit of a history of the Kentucky Derby. Absolutely. The first derby was actually held in 1875. It is the uh, longest annually held sporting event in North America. Quite, quite proud of that. Even during COVID, it was one of the only events that was still held within the calendar year. It was pushed from its traditional May running to a September running last year. So this is as close as we've ever had two derbies back to back when it's going to be run this year. But it started in 1875 and it was actually the from inspiration from the Epsom Derby. And it was the grandson of William Clark of Lewis and Clark fame, the famous explorers of the West here uh, in America. It was his grandson, Colonel Meriwether Lewis Clark, that had gone to the Epsom Derby and some other races in France when he was in Europe. He loved the idea of this, and he purchased some land from his uncles, the Churchills, John and Henry Churchill, in like the 1870s, and formed the Louisville Jockey Club. 
So this was where the first derby was held on the grounds, which historic Churchill Downs is today, but it wasn't called that then. It was called the Louisville Jockey Club. And the first winner of that race was Aristides. It's still at Churchill Downs today. You can go in, they'll, they'll always have Aristides on um, one plaque and then they'll have the current derby winner on the other. And famously, or well, not so famously until, until more recent years, it was a black jockey that won that first derby. His name was Oliver Lewis. In fact, we're just now starting to tell these stories more in America that the sport was dominated by uh, black jockeys within its first 20 years in existence. So uh, a story that was not told for many years, but really bringing that back to light. In fact, there's a whole new tour at the Kentucky Derby Museum where you can go back in time and, and relive those um, great tales from actors that are portraying uh, these jockeys. So a lot of history there, and it's been run ever since. And the mint julep really didn't start, even though the mint julep has a much longer history, it wouldn't be introduced into the Kentucky Derby lore until 1938. But we have been drinking and toasting mint juleps at the Kentucky Derby officially since 1938. All right, now to go back to the mint julep itself, mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit of the history of that cocktail itself? Sure. It's kind of like pimento cheese as in the States. And many people were probably making it around the same time and in the South. And it's just kind of one of those things that is in the Southern canon, if you will. That's kind of the story behind the mint julep. It is traced, the actual word julep, which was first, they think, maybe julab, which is of Spanish, Arabic or Persian descent. And it meant julab meant rose water. And they think it was just medicinal. You mixed spirits that, you know, had been made back then with, with something herbal. And that was called a julab. So then come to America and they did have spirits. And some of those early cocktails was mixing herbs and sugar with some of these spirits because they're not quite the spirits that we know today. They were maybe not as tasty. So you did want to mix things with them to make them a, a little tastier. So the story that I've heard goes that in um, this part of the South, actually, Kentucky was once part of the larger state of Virginia before Thomas Jefferson granted it to the Commonwealth of Kentucky. But this region, we had a lot of horse trainers. And this is why the tide of the Derby, they would get up very early to train their horses and they wanted a refreshing morning drink. And so they would add the, the sugar and then the mint was a, a native plant here and, and grows very popularly. And so they would infuse the mint and the sugar into their whiskey. And this became over time the mint julep. So that was this morning drink that you might have if you were associated with the horses I think it was a tradition all those years as people were racing horses in a lot of places, but always this annual uh, Kentucky Derby. It wouldn't be until 1903 when a gentleman by the name of Colonel Matt Wynn would become involved with Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Derby. And he was kind of like the P.T. Barnum of his day, I'm told. Uh, he was a great marketer. And it would be during his time that the Kentucky Derby would grow to a more national prominence. And then certainly by the 30s, it got international prominence, but it wouldn't be until 1938 that Churchill would actually name it the official drink of the Kentucky Derby. 
I don't know how many mint juleps are gone through in the entire state of Kentucky, much more than this, but just at Churchill Downs alone, because they have a way to track these things. They, they know how much ice and mint they're supplying. They say that they make 120,000 mint juleps during Kentucky Derby weekend alone. Just the weekend. Well, let me tell you, I would much prefer to have a mint julep than orange juice in the morning. So there you I, go. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that that was the morning drink. Right, right. And so also in 1938, another tradition started that I think is kind of cool, the official derby glass. And then they started, I'm not sure when they started recording the names of the horses. It certainly wasn't that first year. But now to this day, uh, the derby glass will have all of the previous winners of the previous derbies on the glass. And they're highly collectible to have those Kentucky Derby glasses. Oh, so the Derby glass is a commemorative glass? Mm-hmm. That you can, yes. Where do you get that? You get that at the track or at the Kentucky Derby Museum gift shop, or now most most liquor stores throughout the state of Kentucky will also carry them as well. And, and of course, the most traditional way, I don't know if you can see over my shoulder, I have a mint uh, julep glass, but that would be the traditional way in the sterling silver cup. But then also at the track, you're going to get it in that commemorative. Right. I have, I have mine right behind me too, right there. Yes. Because I love a mint julep. Now you may have answered my question. So in 1938, the mint julep and the derby collided. Was there one bourbon that they were using? Has it changed throughout time? Actually, that's a great question. It was the early times bourbon that they uh, first used and had a long-standing marketing partnership with the track over many, many years. In fact, they would do fun promotions such as making the world's largest mint julep in a big early times branded container and do, do a lot of promotions with that. I'm not sure of the year now, but it would have been sometime in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, that one of the sister bourbons, two early times at the time, and you've got to bear with me on bourbon lore, you know, bourbon goes back 200 years here in Kentucky, and sometimes it gets sold. Like it's like horse trading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one brand will be sold to another, or a copyright will be lost over time, and another company will start marketing an old brand. So at the time, early times belonged to the Brown Foreman Company Distillery, and they had a sister product, if you will, Woodford Reserve, that they had launched in about sometime in the 90s. And they decided uh, they would form a marketing partnership with Churchill over the Woodford brand. So they transitioned the early times bourbon out of the the promotion for it, if you will, just at the track. You can make it with any bourbon, of course. And so Woodford has been the brand that's been marketed in conjunction with the Derby um, for probably 10, 15 years now. In fact, Woodford Reserve now presents the Kentucky Derby in a very elevated arrangement. Also since that time, another company, the Zazerac Company, which owns Buffalo Trace bourbon, among about 33 other brands, they purchased the Early Times brand from Brown Foreman. So Zazerac now owns the Early Times. It's no longer a sister of Woodford Reserve, but still... Uh, a very good bourbon uh, and one that's been around for, for it's been very battle tested quite some time. So the Kentucky Derby mint julep is Woodford Reserve, sugar syrup and mint. Is it served any other way at the Kentucky Derby or is it just pure, pure, pure? Well, I will tell you it's served in a very posh way at the Derby if you have a thousand dollars to spare. Oh, 
And since I believe 2006, I believe they started this Woodford Reserve sponsors that they call it the thousand dollar mint julep. And they change it up a little each year, but the the most expensive component of it probably is you get a either a silver, sterling silver or gold it's been before, but a very nice jeweler quality mint julep cup that you get to keep. I've seen it presented in a wooden box before, velvet padded wooden box. And you buy it ahead of time and they will come to your seat at the Kentucky Derby and make it for you table side. And they've used things like Moroccan mint and shipped in ice from Antarctica or something <laughs> crazy like that. And then use the, the finest quality Woodford Reserve, maybe a special brand. And then proceeds from that have gone to various things such as injured jockeys relief or retired horse racing funds. So that's the fanciest mint julep that you can get. At the track, I think they're pretty purist, but throughout Louisville, there are many different spins on uh, this. In fact, they have contests all the time. People are infusing it with different fruits. In fact, for Derby in September, we even did a riff on a little show that we do called Bourbon and Biscuits, which is a little culinary webcast. Peaches were in season at the height of their season in September. So we did a peach infused mint julep that turned out quite nice. I've seen all different kinds of fruits from blueberries to raspberries and different spins. I just did another spin on it that I like very much that's a little lighter in taste. After one or two mint juleps, the the sugar content can get a, a little cloying to me. So this is a nice spin on it. And that is using the mint infused syrup that, that you would for your basic mint julep and the bourbon but topping that with champagne Ooh. and then putting a strawberry on that champagne glass. And it just, it lightens up, it, you know, it kind of takes out that the sweetness. It's still got a, a sweetness about it, but just a little lighter. So you can have a, a couple of those as opposed to the, you know, <laughs> a lot of quantity of the mint julep. What I like about it too, if you drop in a, a sugar cube, the bubbles will keep aerating for at least as long as you have the drink in hand. So it's just a very nice feminine way to have a mint julep, the sparkling mint julep. Now you said you make that in a flute. So yes. let's let's go back to the silver cup. Yes. Because we didn't really talk about how it even began being served in the silver cup. So sure. what, what's that story? So in this part of the country, silversmithing was a big deal back in around the time that they would have started to drink this when they were their morning drink for their horses. And the silver cup was one of the first trophies, if you will, one of the first prizes that you might get for having a winning horse in a race. In addition to a bag of money, we still call it the purse, what the purse is mm -hmm. on the what winnings are going to be for the horses that win those first three. And so in addition to that purse, you might get an engraved silver julep cup for your win of your horse. So at some point in time, that just linked itself. I also think it's much like if you had a Moscow mule in the copper and you know how cold that stays. So the way you pack in that crushed ice to a mint julep and then you get that you know, it's just frosting down the side for as long as you're drinking it. I think that must have had something to do with how beautiful that looked and then just how 
that that ice stayed cold for for a little bit. And another interesting fact about the mint julep is they believe that it was the drink for which, and that his name escapes me, but the inventor of the paper straw, it was because of the mint julep. Because prior to the paper straw, people used reed, oh. uh, like a reed to, to drink their drinks if they were using a straw. And he didn't like the taste of that. And he developed a paper straw. And his, like I said, his name escapes me, but it is linked to the first use of the straw was for a mint julep. I love that. And so you're at the Kentucky Derby, you walk in, are you immediately presented? Is it oh. with, with <laughs> yeah. obviously the answer to that is yes. Yeah. It is the old time, they're like carnival barkers, men and women. They've got the straps and the tray and they're pre-made, you know, get your mint julep here, get your mint julep. They also have added another dream. This was several years ago, at least 20 they added a drink to Oaks Day. So the Kentucky Oaks is run the day before the Kentucky Derby, also a popular day of, of racing around the world, but especially in Kentucky. So Oaks Day, they close schools here. Most people take off. They used to call it Louisville's Day at the track. It's become a lot more popular with out-of-town people now too. So they've sort of moved Thursday to Louisville's Day at the track now and added its own drink, but I'll get to that. But on Oaks Day, they uh, serve an Oaks Lily. Uh, because if people know that the winner of the Kentucky Derby gets the garland of roses placed mm-hmm. around in the horse, the winner, the filly, the highlight of the day is the filly's race for the females. And so they get, the winner of that gets a garland of lilies, pink lilies. So this drink is vodka and cranberry juice. And I believe Cointreau, maybe a couple other things. And it's very elegant, it's pink. But when you walk in the track now, there's an equal amount of Oaks lilies being hawked as there are mint juleps. Oh, competition. Yes. And I've got a third drink that has come into play in really just about the past five or six years. So in 2015, Louisville, for the first time, claimed its legend of inventing the old fashioned here at what was a gentleman's club, which is now just a social club, but it's still in operation. It's called the Pendennis. And that is where legend has it that if not invented at the Pendennis, the old fashioned was certainly popularized and first put on a menu by a bartender by the name of Tom Bullock. And so it's always been Louisville's drink. Well, in 2015, the city recognized that, named it the official cocktail. And so, like I said, when Thursday started becoming that more popular locals day at the track, a group of people, Louisvillians, as we would call them, petitioned Churchill to name the old fashioned, the official drink of the Thursday before Derby, which they have also named a, I think it's a bit of a silly name. I'll, I'll say it. I usually don't say it. I still call it the Thursday before Derby, but some people like to call it Thurby. <laughs> I love it. Soon you will have a drink for every single day of the week before right. <laughs> before the Derby. Yeah, I'll petition for a whiskey sour next. Anything with bourbon, I'm happy. So can you tell when it's a Kentuckian or Louisvillian drinking the mint julep at the race? Do you drink it in a certain style at the race? Can you just tell who's who's a local and who isn't? I would the reason I'm laughing is I can say yes it usually is at the track 
often only the people from out of town drinking a mint julep. <laughs> oh my gosh, no way, no. <laughs> because I will tell you, most Louisvillians would probably say if they were asking for a mint julep, could, they would might say, hold the mint, just give me the bourbon and ice. <laughs> That is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many of those are sold as well. Right. And, you know, a lot of times it's because at the track and they're trying as hard as they can. Mm. Trust me. But that figure that I gave you, 120,000. Right. They have to be pre-batched. And to be efficient, they're being served in this tray fashion. So by the time you get your mint julep, if you've never had one, you might think it's the most refreshing, wonderful thing you've ever had in your life. And you're at Churchill Downs and you're at it's the bucket list, you're at the Derby. So it's going to be wonderful to you. You're going to hear angels singing when you drink it. But Kentuckians that have had it at home with their aunt's mint julep syrup that has steeped overnight and poured into a sterling silver cup and then dusted with powdered sugar and fresh mint right out of the garden, that's a whole different experience. (laughs) So, again, most of the people at the track are probably from out of town drinking. You've so answered my question. I was going to ask how locals actually drink it. Right. And when when they actually drink it, other than the Derby. I would say most locals at home are drinking it at a Derby party. And... Then there's there are a couple of places in Louisville that I would like to go when you know I'm really hot and I'm in the mood for that. I might go to the Brown Hotel where they also serve it in a silver uh, mint julep cup. A silver Dollar is a, a nice kind of a honky tonk, great whiskey bar, and they serve a very nice cold one with the, the glass, but it's all frothy. Or if you are taking guests to the Kentucky Derby Museum, they have a Derby Cafe. And so a lot of people might be taking their guests to the Kentucky Derby Museum while they're in town and, and have one then. But I think most Louisvillians are gravitating towards that old fashioned, just a little more sippable most of the time, you know, and, and in summer when you, when you actually have that fresh mint in your yard. Gosh, it just sounds divine. So are there any fun facts that you haven't told me already about the mint julep or the Kentucky Derby or them together? Sure, I can think of one more that we didn't talk about, and that was how the mint julep got its maybe national reputation. And yeah, they traced that back to the 1820s, where a uh, statesman out of Kentucky by the name of Henry Clay, who's called the Great Compromiser, He ended up being secretary of state uh, and they say that he introduced the mint julep to the very elite Washington social and political circles. And they know where he did it. It was uh, the bar still exists. I've been there to have a cocktail. It's very cool. It's called the the Round Robin Bar. It's in the Willard Hotel and it, it still exists. And they say that he loved drinking his bourbon, loved drinking it that way. And it introduced it to that whole circle and it made its way out of, out of that and in, in, in lore, if you will. Well, following on from that, so if someone wanted to make the mint julep at home, how best do you think that they should go about it? Sure. My favorite way is that my husband has an aunt uh, that does it this way for her derby parties, and she will take one to one. If you're going to make a, a bigger batch, you might have three cups of water and three cups of sugar. If it's going to be a smaller batch, just one cup and one cup. We'll go to one to one ratio of sugar and water. You 
boil that just till melted. And as that's cooling, you steep your mint leaves in this overnight. And then the next morning you strain out your mint leaves and you have a beautifully clear mint infused simple syrup. And what she likes to do is set up a bar where she's got a pitcher of the mint julep infused syrup. And then she's got her bourbon of choice. The Their house bourbon is Old Forester, also a sister of Woodford Reserve and a Louisville bourbon. But she's got a couple of choices for you to pour your bourbon in. And she's got your crushed ice there. And then she's got a little container, like I said, with the powdered sugar that you can dust over the top. And it's just a you know self-serve bar. You can add as much bourbon as you want. You can go very light on the simple syrup, but it's a make your own kind of arrangement. And that's probably my favorite way to, to make them. I love that you told me how to make it for a party. Right. <laughs> right. For people who are coming over, because it's definitely exactly. something that you should share with people. Oh, definitely. You have to have someone to cheers with. And speaking of that, we, we do like the idea of mint juleps so much in Louisville, even if we're not always drinking them like we would be the old fashions all year. We did in 2013 proclaim an entire month of celebrating the mint julep. So we are currently in the throes of what we like to call mint julep month. And it's just a way to get people excited about spring and the coming of derby season. Uh, We see people offering classes on how to make them. We see our bars on the Urban Bourbon Trail have specials making them differently. Like I said, all these few fruit-infused versions. Even retail has gotten into it. You can see our gift shops are selling mint julep-infused items such as mint julep lotions and lip scrubs and soaps. Our bakers get into it and, and make mint julep cupcakes, mint julep drizzled donuts, all kinds of fun things just in celebration of the mint julep. Well, maybe you can give me some of those links so that some people can look at some of these things. But very important, what are the dates of Mint Julep Month? It is always April 1 through April 30 every year. All right. All right. On the way up to leading up to the race itself. People can participate in this on social media. It has had a hashtag since 2013, simply mint julep month and we encourage people to post photos of themselves drinking their mint juleps making their mint juleps using their mint julep soap just a a fun way to to celebrate spring and the running of america's longest running sporting event everything mint julep that is like a dream for me but i always leave my guests asking them this question if now i'm going to specify it usually it's if you could drink any cocktail anywhere if you could drink a mint julep anywhere right now, where would that be? Oh, wow. I think right now, spring is one of my absolute favorite times to be in Kentucky. And I would probably um, pick the front porch of a horse farm somewhere between Louisville and Lexington, which is just an hour drive from here. And just watch the horses run and the daffodils bloom and the tulips and just enjoy a beautiful Kentucky spring. Sounds divine. I wish I could be there right now with you having that. So thank you so much. I've learned so much about the mint julep. It's so good. In fact, I'm going to, I think I'm going to make one right now. And I hope you'll make one on Kentucky Derby day. Absolutely. I'm going to be watching it. Hashtag mint julep month when you do that.
Oh, absolutely. Again, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. It was great to have Stacy on the program, teaching us how to drink the mint julep and its link to the Kentucky Derby. And thanks so much to Kentucky Tourism for arranging everything. If you want to know more about where to drink in Louisville, check out my guide to Louisville's Urban Bourbon Trail at alushlifemanual.com, where you'll find tons of other places serving up the mint julep. So, can you guess what our cocktail of the week is? Yes, our cocktail of the week is the mint julep, but made the Kentucky Derby way. Start by adding two cups of sugar and two cups of water to a pot and make a simple syrup by boiling the sugar and water together for five minutes. Cool it and place in a covered container with six to eight sprigs of fresh mint. Then refrigerate overnight if you have time. Then get out your polished silver julep cups and make one julep at a time by filling each julep cup with crushed ice. Then add one tablespoon of the mint-infused sugar syrup you just made last night and two ounces of Kentucky bourbon. Stir it rapidly with a bar spoon to frost the outside of the cup and then finish it up by adding a sprig of fresh mint and dusting with powdered sugar. That is the Kentucky Derby in a cup. A silver cup, that is. You'll find this recipe, more places to drink mint juleps in Kentucky, and all the cocktails of the week at alushlifemanual.com, where you'll also find all the ingredients in our shop. I truly loved my time in Kentucky, and a shout-out goes to Michael Blowen of Old Friends Farm for Retired Thoroughbreds. Over the past 15 years, he's been saving former thoroughbreds from being destroyed. As a young editor, he was taken to the racetrack and fell in love with every aspect of the thoroughbred industry, even secretly working for a horse trainer in the early hours of the morning before heading to the office. That is dedication. You can find the farm at www.oldfriendsequine.org, where you can also donate to this worthy cause. So, if you live for Lush Life, make sure you head out to the bars and restaurants you love and tell them how much you love them. Theme music for Lush Life is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. And Lush Life is always and will be forever produced by Evo Terra and Simpler Media Productions. Which leads me to say the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation. And always drink responsibly and wash your hands and wear a mask. Next week, we're heading to Mexico via London to learn how to drink Mezcal. Until that time, bottoms up. Bottoms up.